sounds super good. So I got to make sure I take care of that. Dave, do you know yeah. about quantum dreams? No. No. Jordan, do you know about quantum dreams? Does this mean that there's like other versions of ourselves in our dream space? Hot damn. She's been talking to chat GDP about quantum dream theory. <laughs> Ask that AI oh, shit, question recording. about reality. You'll get some answers. <laughs> yeah. Quantum dream theory supports the idea that like you could be living the life of an alternate you while you're dreaming. So you're not just like having a vivid dream, lucid dream, or dreaming because you're stressed out or like biological sensors or like physical responses to your environment during REM sleep. Nah, man, you could be piloting like another version of yourself. So like, uh, hold on. I got some graphics to support what we're talking about. If you're watching it as a video, you get to see some colorful things. I had to put uh, pasties on certain parts of these dream people. But anyway, it's a moon. It's dream people and planets. And like cool star matrix, I don't know, crap. That's what we're looking at. We're talking about dream theory plus superposition. So dream theory is a speculative idea that suggests that when we dream, we can access alternative realities or parallel universes. According to this theory, the nature of quantum mechanics suggests that possible outcomes of a given situation exist simultaneously in parallel universes. In the context of dreaming, we enter our dream state. We can tap into these parallel universes and experiences them as they were real. So while we dream, we might be able to access the experience of another version of ourselves that exists in a different parallel reality. As far as what superposition means, that refers to the ability of a quantum system to exist in multiple states or position simultaneously until you make a measurement. Dave likes to talk about Schrodinger's cat. It's also a joke in uh, that Silicon Valley show, but that's basically the same thing. Is the cat in the box dead or alive? It's both dead and alive at the same time until you make a change. So that's kind of like the same thing with the dreams. We've previously talked about dreams on this show, so I'll briefly acknowledge the types of dreams that we've talked about on this show. Jordan says she has these wild-ass dreams and told us a story about like a mad scientist turning her into like a dinosaur, or she married a dinosaur, and then she had dinosaur kids. I do remember that there were dinosaur children, and there were machine guns with the dinosaurs, and she had to kill the mad scientist. So if quantum theory is correct, David, there's a universe where our... Our buddy Jordan here is a T-Rex with a machine gun, right? Nailed it. And then and then I guess there's a universe where I did, in fact, have sex with a leprechaun. Because Dave, <laughs> Dave's had this dream where I got to go. Well, one version is I just have sex with a leprechaun. One version is I get forced to have sex with a leprechaun. Another version is it's a movie set, and I'm arguing with David about why the scene requires me to have sex with a leprechaun, and it's for the art. That's the one that I would buy as an alternate reality that, like, we've hit our mark as artistic filmmakers, indie filmmakers, and whatever. We got to have leprechaun sex. It's for That's, the art, John. It's for the it's damn for the art. art. <laughs> All this stuff ties into tonight's movie, folks. It's not just like we pulled this out of our butts to make a good podcast and have something interesting to talk about. No, it's more than that. Because tonight's movie, at one point, the character has a psychotic break. She doesn't know which reality she's in. She doesn't know if she's an actress, a mental patient, and a... Like the reality of the movie she's filming is real, or if she's a psychotic killer, and it's all happening at once. So who who knows? Choose your pick. It does. You do get you you do find out which one is the real deal. Oh, and this ghost girl. If you're watching this as a video, there's also a ghost girl who's just like floating here with the other drawings. That's from the dream. That the reason the other reason that I'm on this kick is like I was so certain when I got up today. Like oh yeah, that other dude John. Like that life is real. I've had this dream. I had this freaking dream about a high school. And like the first time I had this dream, 
I was simply trying to find the class that I needed to go to. And like the numbers weren't lining up with the paper. Right. And it was just very odd that it, it was like an endless search. And, uh, the second time last night was I was in the same high school. It's not my high school. My high school in reality was like a s- smaller school, but this clearly was a different high school. Cause it was giant. It was made out of these old bricks. It was one of those high schools that has like bones. It was like, a, it was like a, you know, when they say like, Oh, this building has bones or this building has ghosts, or whatever it has like, it's just like an old building with like a lot of history or whatever. But I walked into this area that has like all these uh, intervening hallways of these like tannish colored bricks. And uh, again, the numbers were lining up. So that was familiar. But then the janitor was having a conversation with a woman. But when I walked into the hallway with the janitor, he was the only dude. He was the only one there and had a look on his face like, oh, I just overheard a conversation I shouldn't have overheard. I'm like, oh, dude is talking to a ghost. He's talking to the dead kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he killed them, but this high school's filled with ghosts. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm in the part of the high school you're not supposed to be in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where the bad shit happens. So then to think like, oh, so somewhere out there is a John who's still in high school and he just walked into the wrong part of the, the building. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is he going to be uh, the next victim of the serial killer? Who knows? Haunted high school shit going on in that world. Jordan told me a fascinating one right before the show, not to put her on the spot, but you want to share that dream real quick or you want to? Yeah, I was most recently like blind in my dream. And so Mm -hmm. like a couple of girls from my high school and I loaded in an elevator with these other people and they were coming onto the elevator with like recording equipment or like equipment production equipment. And the elevator was like a Willy Wonka style one where it went sideways. It was almost like a train and we ended up in a theater and I exit the elevator into the theater and it was really, really, really dark. And so I was like going blind in my dream. And in my dream, I was trying to open my eyes to see, and it was just pitch black. Like I could sometimes see like little exit signs, but I was going blind in my dream. I couldn't see. So I've never dreamed in total darkness before, but that was the first and it was really, really strange. But but you remained blind in that dream, right? Yeah, I never regained my sight. I ended up waking up, which was really weird. But So if we apply the rules that we just learned in the quantum mechanics and the superposition, that would make me think that like there's a Jordan in a universe where there's like a blind Jordan. Completely blind. Mm, yeah. Still wandering a massive room. Crazy. So, Dave, what about you? Who's wearing a swanky hat? I don't know if you're watching this as a video, but if you are, Dave decided to grace our presence with a raccoon type hat, but cartoonish, <laughs> not like Daniel Boone, like he just killed it and then put it on his head as a hat. It's got like big cartoon eyes and a snout. Well, Jordan called it earlier. It's uh, Rick's B from Regular yeah. Show. Let's uh, go. From a Cartoon Network show called Regular Show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are you extra cold tonight, Dave? Well, I mean, yeah, we've been you know dealing with this crazy storm weather that's been going on everywhere. Even yeah, thanks a lot. Parts. You jinxed me. It's just showed up right here in the middle of the night. It's it reached Boston. Thanks a lot. It was like sixty-one hey. here yesterday. So yeah, we weren't supposed to. Uh, I didn't think I was going to record tonight. Like the PG need alert on Friday said, Oh, we're not going to get power until like 11. That's PM the name tonight. of his power company in Northern California. So everything's trivia, David. <laughs> so the PG uh, alert, that means nothing. That's, that's the movie rating. That's tonight's episode. rating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Dave? What about your stepping into the shoes of another David? 
Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't dream as often as I used to, but like the one frequent dream I have, I think everybody has it, but, um, like the flying dream, except mine usually ends in me like losing my ability to fly. And I just fly. You wouldn't believe me. And you were going to talk about flying dreams. Unless I show you this, we didn't talk (laughs) ahead of time. What I put it on the screen now is floating, flying people in clouds. We did not discuss setting up a story about flying dreams. I think it's a, it must be a common human scenario. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a common dream for people. But, or you know the other dream I had for years? I had a recurring dream where... But I want to stay on the flying thing real quick, because I want to ask you the mechanics right. of flying. Did you have to kick your legs in midair to get higher and higher in the sky? Like swimming, or like keep, keep kicking your legs to stay up? It's more of like a, I just have a natural ability to start floating and going. I didn't oh, have I'm to, like, sorry, he's just fucking like Superman in his dream. <laughs> He can just fly. <laughs> He's like, no, John, I don't got to do any leg exercises. I could just fly, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, go ahead. Proceed with your... You got another oh, uh, another dream I had for a while, like a recurring dream was I was still in high school despite the fact that I was very clearly in my late 20s. Oh. Like through some mishap in the school system, I never got my degree or my, uh, my high school diploma. So I actually had to like finish out high school while I'm 27. And this happened like for years where I'd have so this there's a David for- out there. He's just a late bloomer. He's still in high school. Okay, cool. <laughs> but yeah. I know what I meant. That's it. Did, did, You're like, I'm just doing a math test. And I'm in my 20s. <laughs> I should be teaching like, a class. You're not lying. You're like not about there. to get murdered. You're just like, nah, I'm just doing a math test. It's also in high school, but you know, just trying to pass the sats, you know? <sighs> Holy crap. Um, all right. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. There's a Tremors film festival coming up in April, and it's being put on by Michael Gross, who uh, is Burt Gummer. He's like notorious among the uh, Tremors fans because his character was like a supporting character in the original and then has grown to be like the central figure in the movies. Right. And yeah. and during the course of like a science, the sci fi channel show that they did with the Tremors. Uh, it's kind of a cool idea, man. I'm like, I wonder if I should go. Like, I actually had, talked to him on his Facebook page and was like, dude, who's going to, like, do a Q&A? Like, you're going to show all the movies and, like, you got to do, like, a panel or something. That'd be fun. Wait, I forget where are you. I know you sent it to me. Where is it at? Where is it being New held? Mexico. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a cool a idea. Fun. I mean, you'd have to get on the Tremors movies. Uh, Jordan, you're gonna have to watch all. I think there's seven now. You have to watch all seven movies. I am game. Play. I know that it's it's the 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 taboo movie of the the podcast. Oh now. yeah, it's cursed. I like. I didn't even get to. We'll get into that one day. Like yeah, every time we try to record an episode about Tremors, for some reason that we lose the audio recording. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to be sneaky phenomenal. sneak and use it as like a staff pick or something. Yeah. So, um, 
some comic book series I've never even heard of called Dead Boy Comics. It's going to go to Netflix. Uh, it was previously going to be developed by HBO Max. Got a cool storyline. Charles Rolland and Edward Payne decide not to go into the afterlife, but to stay on Earth to solve crimes. So I guess they're ghosts, right? They're ghosts that solve crimes. I guess it actually so. sounds like this anime show called Yu Yu, Yu Hakuzu. Same thing. Like the kid's dead, but there's a group hmm. that solve crimes. Hmm. I don't know if they solve crimes, but they fight evil. Anyway, trying to keep in theme with the anime because we watched the <laughs> anime tonight. Um, I guess they're supposed to be on that Sandman show, and I'm actually watching that right now, but I haven't gotten to those characters. Oh, the hmm. characters are included in that other show? That's my understanding. Like crossover right? characters? In some report I read. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's an indie movie which is like really cool. We've brought it up maybe a couple times on the show, but it you ha- it's like out of print on DVD and hasn't been streaming anywhere and suddenly just falls on Amazon Prime. Art School Confidential, which is about like an art student who's having a hard time making it like in the snobby art world. But then he claims to be the guy that is creating these paintings out of... Uh, that are related to like the serial killings that are going on in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the IDs of the victims are put on the paintings or their hair or their blood or whatever. Um, it's kind of like, uh, it's very film noir slash exploitation slash like everything's exaggerated. What do you call that style, David? Well, it's like definitely a satire. Like, I mean, it's we terrible. were in art school, <laughs> When this came out, yeah, this dropped at the right time. <laughs> yeah. know, like this came out, we're like, ah, oh, damn, look at this movie. One one of my favorite bits from that is there's a scene where the the main guy is visiting uh, John Malkovich, who's a teacher there, and he has just these paintings of triangles everywhere. He's like, oh, so you do triangles? And he's like, I was one of the first. <laughs> just, you do triangles? Just, yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. He just does triangles. <laughs> the synopsis sounds right. Ri- wait, wait, wait. Cool. Like just seeing the photo that you had posted in our group chat, I was like, hmm, oh yeah, interesting. Because, like, I, could, I was like, good. it was like, uh, I couldn't believe it because like, like I've been waiting for that movie to like reemerge from its slumber and get rediscovered because it was like literally nowhere. Like we stopped talking about it because there was I'm like no way to share somewhere. it with anybody. Like, oh, that sounds great. Where did we get it? Nowhere. <laughs> can't watch it anywhere. Oh, look at Dave. Dave's going to the, his collection in the <laughs> background of his little uh, dungeon there, and he just found a copy of it. Took him all of about three seconds, too. Like, out of <laughs> all of the movies, he's like, mm. yeah. Well, I got him alphabetized. <laughs> By genre and alphabet? Or genre filmmaker? Wait, how you get, how you get it set up? Just, just straight alphabetization. Oh. I don't, I'm not running, like, an indie video store where everything has to be, like, a section of a subsection of a subsection. Would you rent tonight's movie in your store? Actually, yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> wow. All right. Actually, tonight's I know movie. I sold it. Kind of copy <laughs> this. Like, want to give away his opinion on tonight's movie. No, right. no, I, I definitely sold a bunch. I know that. I remember oh, the. Yeah? I remember the DVD cover. Uh, we watched an anime. Ago. It's called uh, Perfect Blue. It's from '97. They're about a pop singer. She gives up her career uh, to be an actress. Then she starts to go insane. She thinks she's being stalked by an obsessed fan and what might be the ghost of her former self. Um, yeah. <laughs> the movie's kind of a slow burn, and right when you're about to turn it off, that's when the crazy shit happens, and then you find yourself watching the rest of the movie. Um, it's been on our list for a long time. Finally got around to it. It's funny that Jordan's here now to experience some of these long-lost animes with us. I know Dave is a huge anime fan, so I'm sure he has some... Uh... Actually, <laughs> guess what? Guess who has facts? 
Guess who's um, got the facts this week? I do have six. I did pull some up. Jordan's got some. Um, <clears throat> start with Jordan's. All right. No. So yeah, I, I, I <laughs> no. All right. She'll 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 tell you what she found after you give us your trivia. All right. Uh, so this is the feature directorial debut of Satu- Satoshi Khan, who would go on to direct other well-regarded animes as such as Millennium Actress, Tokyo Godfather, Godfathers, and Paprika, which are all movies I've heard of, believe it or not. Um, this is actually based off of a 1991 novel called Perfect Blue, colon, Complete Metamorphosis. Um, and this was originally supposed to be a live action movie, but funding sources uh, fell through. And then it was supposed to be a direct to video movie. Further complications ended up making it an anime. Um, the director uh, was not connecting with the script he was given when given the assignment. Um, and he approached the author of the original novel. Uh, and they told him, you make whatever changes you want as long as it has a pop idol, a stalker, and it's a horror film. So that was the only stipulations he gave. Um, this is noted as one of the first psychological horror films in the anime genre, which was not something that was done before this. It's usually like sci-fi or fantasy. Um, the director, uh, Darren Aronofsky, stated he stole a shot from uh, the singer screaming in the bathtub for Requiem for a Dream. And it was also rumored he bought the film remake rights. And uh, some people have claimed he ripped this movie off for Black Swan. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to review that movie one day and watch him back to back. But it's been a while since I've seen Black Swan. Huh. So, Did he miss anything? Facts. Jordan? Oh, he didn't. All I right. pulled that PT to get some facts. I just wanted to play around with it. But yeah, the Black Swan thing I did create, there was a lot of parallels. Let me just say that. So um, I'd seen obviously Black Swan before watching this. And so right. it was interesting to see that like kind of in reverse. But they, those were dangerous, Dave. They were way more dangerous <laughs> than the chat GPT. So. <laughs> I wasn't gonna drop any special messages, but then I thought I would remind people remind people about uh Love the Gun Media. Love the Gun Media offers a subscription box that services both physical media and DVDs and Blu-rays. So you can pick and choose the box size of any genre the owner received during your monthly subscription box. They got a variety of different price ranges. They start at like 10 DVDs a month. You can go up to 40 Blu-rays a month. They do have a bargain bin, but right now they're rearranging their warehouse, so the bargain bin won't be available to next week. But you can get the random boxes. You can get video game subscriptions. They also have vinyl record subscriptions. If you want to get 15% off, use our code binge. Go to our link, lovedagainmedia.com slash binge. 15% off with that code. It's for movie lovers and the friends of movie lovers. I actually got like six boxes. I probably like six, like five too many. I just keep ordering boxes. And uh, I did end up with like a couple out of print movies. I had a out of print first edition blu-ray of mad max which you think they would have noticed that but it came in a really cheap box and now i have it and i had uh, a dead alive which is the american edition uh brain dead um it's kind of like instead of getting long-term rentals with streaming services because your purchases don't ever really exist and they go away if they change the deals on the movies that you've downloaded between the hbos and the stars and showtimes whatever their deals are with the people that make the movies so it's a good way to actually, if you want to hold on to something and watch it. I mean, we mentioned a movie earlier, Art School Confidential, that like had disappeared off the face of the earth, finally came back to streaming. But, you know, David has like the golden nugget in his collection. He has a copy of it. So anyway, you can get an assortment of movies. Check it out. Go to lovedagainmedia.com forward slash binge. 15% off with our code binge. 
back to the podcast that I interrupted to tell you about these movies. Here we go. We're talking about freaking Perfect Blue Anime. We'll go to our favorite bits. Jordan runs that show, so I'll turn it over. <laughs> I love the bits. I didn't think it was that slow of a burn. I liked that they were teasing the stalker a couple times before like the movie picked up speed. I'd say one of my favorite bits, which was just a really relatable moment, was after a super high stress day, which, of course, my job is not that stressful of doing a very hardcore scene on a film set. But she, the pop star, goes home into her little flat and she sees that her tetra fish are dead and she, like, has a full-blown breakdown and I have totally been there where like well, dead fish is a nice touch because then you think somebody has been in her apartment right right and you're like yeah. mm, interesting you know or like maybe they just like were overfed or something you don't really know but it's like in my opinion a dead fish is like a really small inconvenience and maybe that's horrible for me to say because they're just like pet fish but i have had mild inconveniences that have just like completely set me off and then i'm like full-fledged bawling so just thought that was a super relatable moment, and I loved the twister at the end, which I won't spoil because in case one of you two want to bring it up, but um, yeah, I loved it. I don't think I have any spoilers in my my list. Dave, you got any spoilers? No, I don't think so. Uh, at least I won't say anything. Um, <laughs> I don't know, favorite bits. Um, it's kind of hard because we'll get into ratings, but it's, it's kind of hard to like really pull favorite bits from this. Cause there's, I don't know. It's, <laughs> this is an interesting movie. Um, if anything, I mean, I agree with Jordan. I, I was actually kind of hooked from the start. Um, probably because this felt so unreal or excuse me, this felt so real, real right. unreal as it goes along. But the beginning is kind of rooted in reality or at least, you know, in yeah. you know, the reality of this movie. Um, and then it just kind of ratchets, you know, I would agree it ratchets up as it goes along. It gets, you know, a little more tense, a little more crazy. And I don't know, I guess the ending, I mean, towards the end, you know, when you're questioning everything, you know, what's real, what's not uh, for, for a movie to, to get me to do that, you know, says something uh, I can't point to like a specific piece, but I mean, towards the end, it just kind of, it gets your, it gets its hooks in you. I mean, it's very relatable in the beginning, you know, this, um, I guess this is like a big thing in Japan where they have what they call pop idols, like not pop stars like we do here, but they call them pop idols. And like, there's like higher level, like, I guess in the, in the world of this movie, she's like the B level star, you know, I guess that's why she's trying to become an actress to like boost her, you know, you know, all of her people are saying, well, you yeah, that's weird. Like the now. talent agency, the people that created her stardom, like recognized that she would be more valuable as an actress. Yeah. And then a porn like an star, industry, essentially, then she would be if she if she stayed in the band. And then the band became more famous when she was gone, when it was a duet and not a trio. Yeah. So they somehow like did the research of like, oh yeah, let's make her an actor and we'll keep the other two on tour or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that makes That's sense. I mean, there, that was like commodity or, you know, think of like, that was during the era of like in, here in America anyways, like the boy band craze. So I totally buy that. Mm -hmm. Like K-pop, like Korean you know, pop. Like, Justin Timberlake right became an actor at some point. So, you know. I buy it. Right. Destiny's Child, Beyonce went out <laughs> on her own. Like, it's definitely some themes. Yeah, for sure. All right. What about you, John? Okay. So, when the killer attacks the photographer as the pizza man, I was like, oh, damn. That, like, 
Um, but there was a psychotic break and also a serial killer on the loose or murders actually happening while a psychotic break is happening. So literally like 33 minutes of the movie, I was like ready to shut it off. And I was like, oh, then it like ratcheted up and got really crazy. But falling off the balcony during the climax or like the final fight or whatever actually induced like real fear. Like I actually cared about a cartoon character. I feared for the life of an animated hand-drawn character on the screen. So that's an impressive feat, right? Like, it feels like, yeah, it feels like a Hitchcock thriller in, like, the third act or something like that, crazy like that. And you care about uh, Minoko or whatever her name is. And, uh, Mina. Yeah. And then, so you feel like, like, if a, if a cartoon movie can induce real fear and dread, the only other time I had a sensation like this was watching Akira or... As they as they really say, Akira, Akira. We'll get to that eventually. I think it's in our anime lineup this year. Because we try to watch the most famous stuff, guys. That's why, like, we we have things we're gonna get around to. That's like we finally got around to Perfect Blue, but it's like because it's almost too popular, and I have to go in it kind of <laughs> sideways and like fit it in at a certain time. Well, uh, th- this is one of those that was even so- even though we know how much I love anime. Actually, this is one of those that I was. <laughs> gonna watch on my own if it wasn't we just found the david's show, favorite anime and it's a little twisted <laughs> all right finally got an anime that qualifies um, i've been meaning like watch this other guy's movie tokyo godfathers like oh they're related yeah. at least by the director <laughs> so i'm actually pleasantly surprised pleasantly surprised by uh you guys didn't get the slow burn feeling as much as i did and that you guys weren't tuned out as much as i was in the beginning so i, I thought oh there's like they're gonna be bored by this for like a half hour so I'm glad that actually there's a gimmick in the beginning that's kind of interesting. They like uh, the scene in the beginning is like a stage production for a uh, promotional stint for like a Power Rangers type show. Yes. Yeah, they're called Powertron. I had to go back. I was like, "Am I watching the wrong thing?" Like no, I literally yeah, exited, the- <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then I went back in. I was like, "Oh, I am watching the right one." Like, yeah, yeah. I- it's like a it's like a show within the movie. It's like yeah. it's a Power Rangers type show that's popular that the band did music for, and so they're doing like a right. a promotional stage a promotional show or tour. something for the for the show. Yeah. I think that's part of where the movie got me is because it kind of like fooled you into thinking like, "Oh, this is going to be like every other anime." Like, oh no, hmm. we're in the real world now, <laughs> so. It kind of got me there. Poke's a little fun. I think of like the Indiana Jones event in Disney World, and it's not like an actual ride. But anywho, <laughs> oh, so we usually say for our ratings on the show, binge now, which means you got to watch it, put it to the top of your list. Binge later, get around to it, it's still good. Or never watch this, you can't get your life back. Binge now, binge later, binge never. So we can rate the movie. It was a binge now for me. Wow. Yeah. I find anime captivating, and mm. although I haven't seen a lot, I feel like the ones we've been watching have been good gateway animes, so I'm down to watch some more. Nice. But yeah, Dave? Uh, surprisingly, I'm going to say binge now. I probably should have had some confetti, like, hey, you finally found one. Poppers, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly something was up because you're wearing a hat. You don't ever wear a hat. <laughs> Um, no, I was surprised. I mean, this is, again, I think because this was a different genre of anime, which I'm not usually into the, well, not all of it. We've watched some that I've enjoyed, but like it's, it was definitely, it was just aimed at being a good movie, not a good anime, just a good movie. And I think it succeeded. I mean, the things it did in other animes that I can't stand, which is like things like gratuitous nudity, nudity in a cartoon. Um, what is gratuitous? It actually worked in this one because it was a commentary on that very thing that I can't stand. 
So well, yeah, this the was new- tra- there was like a, a moment of trauma in this movie, right? That helped the psychotic yeah. break happen, and then it was balls out craziness after that. Like it wasn't like, hey, I'm a wood nymph now, screw me. <laughs> you know, right, it wasn't well, that like, type of movie. The nudity was a part of the storyline instead right. of just I mean, like random nudity, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, because at one point she has to fight the killer like super vulnerable, right? Like the backstage fight. Yeah, that was that terrifying. Almost reenacts the movie scene that ha- made her have the breakdown. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, what about you, John? I, I get a good feeling, but what do you got? Well, a binge later, actually, because I had put this off for so long for the anticipation. It was not as crazy as I thought. It wasn't as, you mentioned gratuitous nudity. It wasn't as gratuitous as I thought. When the traumatic scene happened, so there's a sex scene that gets out of control in the movie she's filming as an actress in this cartoon, folks. And I thought it was going to be worse. I thought it was going to get a lot worse and just keep going from there. So so I was prepared to, like, apologize. <laughs> like, hey, uh, this movie we just watched has a lot of shit in it that we don't necessarily uh, salute, but it happens. Um, so I guess I built it up way too much in my, my mind about what the experience was going to be. And so I, if I had watched it sooner then I would have been kind of more of a champion of it. Be like, yeah, you gotta watch, you gotta watch Ninja Scroll, gotta watch Akira, mm. you gotta watch Perfect Blue. You know, you know what I mean? I would have been like, and Vampire Hunter D. And uh, you know, whatever, I would have put it on that list, you know, to tell people. Um, but it is Jordan is right. Like we do select certain animes, they gotta be like of a certain caliber and color and tone. Like, I don't just watch like all the popular anime like series and shows. And blah, 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 blah. Like, we got to find, like, something that fits the tone for us. And it does. But, yeah, for me, it's a binge later. But because you guys both selected binge now, the overall show rating for this movie is binge now, which means people can just go throw it on. I found it on Redbox because I love dubs. I know supposedly it changes, like, the jokes and the connotations and maybe the meanings. And purists, there are anime purists that are like, you have to watch the Japanese version. You can't you watch it with subtitles if you can't speak Japanese. But I, I like dubs. I don't know. Like I think they make the movie somehow more entertaining with the voice cast sometimes I'm kind of on your I mean, parts. I'm typically on your side when it comes to animated movies because they were dubbed to begin with or voiced over to begin with. So I don't have right. a problem with that. But I just so happen to watch the subtitled version because that was what was on Shutter, and I was not going to spend money on something I could already access on a service I have. But I don't know. I, you got to watch the, so you watch the dub version. Do they do the, cause you know, I watched again, subtitled and um, like they have the very, the women had the very stereotypical, I don't know if that's just a thing for anime, like the high pitched voice. Do they do that in your dub? No, that's like a joke. That's like a, that's a common theme in like manga. Right. Right. So um No. It's more exaggerated than like the the comics and the straight Japanese versions. Hmm. Yeah. The only conflict is they said during the dub, like, oh, when she's trying to understand what, what Gmail is or she's trying to understand the World Wide Web, for somebody who should understand computers, I don't know. She gets like an Apple II installed or something. And then like she doesn't register that somebody has like taken her diary and printed it and put it online. But she's like, can you explain in English how this computer works? That is in contrast with the subtitles, because obviously the Japanese version is like, can you just explain this in regular Japanese? Because the native language mm-hmm. is Japanese. So you're listening to the dub mm-hmm. go, can you explain this in plain English, which is a common joke, slang phrase, like, 
We've heard that a thousand times. And like, you know, like you can teach an old dog new tricks or whatever. It's just like a common phrase. But she's like, can you put it in plain English? And the, the subtitles are like, can you put this in regular Japanese? You know, so <laughs> a moment like that kind of takes you out of the movie. But for the most part, the dub was like right on. Um, the voice of the guy who disrupts the concert in the beginning was funny because he was kind of like, he looks reggaeton. He's animated like a reggaeton dude with dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. But the dub character was like a hillbilly. Come on, I can be here at the oh, front of the line. Freaking, what do you say? I can't be at the concert. <laughs> you know, you're just like, all right. <laughs> that sounds like a much different experience like, than what I got. <laughs> I might have to go. I might have to throw down the money once a dub But no matter now. version, the stalker's creepy in either one because his face looks melted like a mask. The whole My movie. goodness. I've been reading Frankenstein and I was like, this guy's mm. kind of like a Frankenstein. He's massive and has mm. <laughs> his face is like a little messed up and just really I mean, I want to tell people what happens in this movie, but I feel like if I spoil that, it'll ruin the experience. You know, like what's really going on. Yeah, just go watch it. Yeah, because I think this is probably popular among anime fans, but like people like me that don't strictly watch anime. Oh, but like I said, beyond that, like if you like thrillers, like if you like psychological thrillers as a genre, this is like a movie for you, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, Get ready to cry have headaches and like be beside yourself for next week. Cause unless I'm building it up way too much and you got, and Dave's like, I have no response to this movie at all. Uh, Jeff Goldblum was playing a doctor that goes around and does lobotomies. Um, it's a movie called the mountain and it's a little bit of a dark little U S history. Cause there was at one point medical science was like, yeah, we got to lobotomize him. He was way mm-hmm. out of control. Can't control his emotions. Whack, whack, hammer, hammer. And the main character, He's, he suffers from depression. His mom did. His dad sends him on the road working for the doctor that's doing the lobotomies. Like he, He's supposed to document everything with his little camera. Um, it'll be a good movie. I skipped over staff picks, so I'll rewind. We'll go to if you watched any other movies you can recommend for uh, the audience. Nah, I've been slack-a-lacking on the staff picks. I haven't been watching really anything. Well, that's fine. I mean, like if, you, if you have an opportunity to really concentrate on the movie of the week, that's more important, you know? That's what you make room for, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and it was a good one. Really liked it. What about you, Dave? Did you watch anything outside of the movie for this week? I um, I did. Um, <laughs> we were without power and internet for at least a day, uh, but I do have a generator and obviously a ton of Blu-rays. Um, That's and a so real motivation. I, Plug the generator in so I can watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I was digging for something me and my wife, like I grabbed a stack of DVDs or Blu-rays um, that were a mix of old classics and maybe something we haven't seen. And um, I had in my stack um, that Matt Damon movie from probably five years ago now, Downsizing. I hadn't gotten to it. Mm. And um, I know it got bad reviews at the time, but like watching it five years removed from all the bad press, I'm like it's actually a pretty good movie. Um, mm. it, I think the problem of that it was sold as a silly comedy and it takes a turn and becomes like kind of a, a human, you know, human story or like a story of like, um, basically in the future, we're going to downside, make people shrink people and have them in these small environments. And the idea is you're doing more for the environment because you're not using up all the resources you're using like 11 times less or because you're small. Uh, but then it becomes this idea. They sell you on this idea of like, if you come here, you become rich. And 
the movie was like, I was a little ahead of the movie in that. I was like, okay, so here's the thing. If everybody who gets this surgery to become small is supposed to be rich, how does everything get taken care of? How do you run the grocery stores? How do you do all this stuff? And so then it becomes a commentary on like the lower class and like, you know, like they make these deals well, like, all right, well, you know. Yeah, the room message is like humans make the same mistakes no matter what size we are. We're like right. we're repetitive, pragmatic. Like there's and- no such thing as a utopia. Like somebody has to like do the grunt work basically. Um, so like this silly comedy became like a weird commentary on society and stuff. So, but um, I don't know if, if bad reviews put you off at the time. I don't know. I say give it a shot. I, I kind of enjoyed it. The most profound question in the movie is when she goes, is this a love fuck or a fuck fuck? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Just watch it for that reason. Right. Try to figure out their relationship. What about you, John? The, the mo- I'll spoil that movie. The wife doesn't downsize with him and leaves him hanging. Like right, which again, that wasn't like total. And the wife's not there, and she just calls him on the phone. Yeah, I couldn't do it. And he's shrunk down to like miniature size. The only other movie that has miniature people that I care about is Doll Man. That's about a detective <laughs> from another planet. When he shows up here, he's about like an inch tall. And then he's got to fight bad people that are full sized. Hmm. You know, I'd recommend Doll Man over downsizing. It's definitely. We don't need, I mean, because like the downsizing is just like you, you suck and you're causing global warming. Dollman, he fights aliens, and he's an inch tall. Which one are you going to pick, David? Oh, wait, you already picked Downsizing, didn't you? <laughs> well, why don't we just meet in the middle and say, let's watch Puppet Master. I don't know. Or Dollman versus Demonic Toys. There you go. Jordan, let me pitch you this other movie. There's this movie that's like a ripoff of Lost Boys. It's called Vampires on Bikini Beach. This sounds great. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> I'm going to put it in the lineup. <laughs> That doesn't sound like a ripoff. That just sounds like its own thing. Like, I'm assuming there's bikini-clad vampires. That sounds like it. Well, let's hope so. Otherwise, the poster's lying to us, David. That's two of like my favorite things: is vampires and bikinis. So they know their demographic. Did you watch anything? Oh, what did I watch? I watched Play Misty for me because I was trying to see if we were going to watch it this month. It's a good movie, actually. I thought it was kind of boring. Really? I watched it a year or two ago. I kind of dug it. It's like the closest you're going to get to Clint Eastwood. Vampires on Bikini Beach it is, David. The vampires are really at the waiting room at the dentist the whole movie. They lied to me. <laughs> they got my $3.99 and they lied. Uh, do um, do vampires get cavities? Even in their fangs? Vampires need more dental care than humans. That's what I would think. More, David. Mm. Gotta keep those pearly whites cavity free. Yeah, you think they would have like, to what's like, a, What's the dental premium? Or like, what do they, what do they gotta pay for visits? If they... Mm. If they're more, uh... first of all, you got to find a dentist that works at night. If the Hollywood rules are true and they can't do the sunlight thing, but that's first, there's got to be like a vampire dentist that's hey, look, you, give me the gift of eternal life and I'll make sure your pearly whites are good forever. Kind of want to see that new movie now. I was making fun of a situation that would be the most boring 
vampire movie of all time, but now I want to watch that movie. No, no, but think about that for a moment. Like we talked about how like downsizing became a thing about society. Like, but what about for vampires? Like things like dentists or um, coffin makers that like keep things on the down low. Like they have to have like a barter system or like like hey, look, give me eternal life. I'll set you guys up. Mm. I have to imagine. The vampire movie almost got made was the people that clean up after a vampire eats somebody. Like their company, that's who you call. If you eat somebody, they come and take care of the body. I want a movie now about the cleanup crew after the, the rave scene in uh, Blade. Like that's a, Blade? That's a huge mess. <laughs> There's like a short film about like, my God, there's so much blood. <laughs> Have you seen Blade? Jordan? Yeah, it was what, one of my shameful screenings. Oh yeah, that's right. Like that's right. last yeah, year, right. like, oh, yeah. Blade movies. Yeah, that's like a famous. That'll be a famous. That'll be famous forever. Blood shower at a nightclub, folks. Look it up. And too, unless you're too busy watching vampires on Bikini Beach. Perfect time to talk about the slime bowl bowl rama, Dave. It's in the same genre of movies. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, cheesy, campy movies about. Well, ladies and bikinis. That's one of Dave's favorite movie movies. Too. They made a sequel. And the only reason I know that is because while scrolling through Tubi, trying to find Play Misty for me, found Vampires on Bikini Beach, then found the sequel, The Slime Bowl Bolorama Part 2, mm-hmm. and then said, hey, Dave, so, they made a sequel. It's on Tubi. Uh, so you watched Play Misty for me on Tubi? No, they had dropped it by the time I went looking for it. I was going to say, because I, I just found scroll- it on a, a defunct streamer that somehow still exists on Roku TV. Um, well, you could have watched it on Movie Land. It's, it's called movieland.tv. It's no longer websites up for sale. Nobody's hosting the catalog, but for some reason, you can access all the movies still on Roku. Huh. Figure that one out. Mm. All right. 